Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Welcome to another Soccer Pub edition of Bet to Ed. It's Thursday, March 23rd. Thanks to everyone watching on our NBC Sports YouTube channel. Coming up, former pro soccer player Kyle Martino will join us in moments. We will discuss how he's trying to grow the game in the United States, who he thinks should be the next coach of the men's national team, and discuss Antonio Conte's rant after their disgusting draw with Southampton this past weekend. <laughs> Drew and I will also hand out our best soccer bets of the weekend to wrap up the show. Let's welcome in Kyle. Kyle, thank you so much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to talk to yeah, you. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm supposed to have the best hair on, on <laughs> camera. You, uh, you guys can't invite me to a show where I don't have the best hair. This is, this is BS. <laughs> no, no worries, Kyle. I actually did my hair because I knew you had great hair. So I was like, gotta make sure my hair is looking good. I did a little, a little flex the eyebrows a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're killing it. <laughs> Let's get into things. Listen, so I need to get your thoughts on Antonio Conte's criticism of the Tottenham players after surrendering a two-goal lead in their late draw against Southampton. What do you think of it? Do you think it was kind of writing on the wall that he would get sacked, or do you think that rant led to him getting sacked? I mean, you're talking to an Italian. So, I mean, just – Sometimes Italians just say things with their hands and they say crazy emotional things. <laughs> um, I, I, listen, he's gone on a few rants in his career. This one was was kind of up there. Um, I, I think it was incredibly honest, too. Uh, you know, I don't I don't really think it was um, a, a dig at the players as much as the thing I took out of that after the noise. You know, players players can handle it. The dig at, at Daniel Levy, like the, the dig at. I kind of when 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 all the articles were written, all the noise was out there. I was like, you know, what's the issue of consequence? Like, what's the big piece of this that really is is the central point of his argument? And I think it was that that I mean, what is it like one trophy since since Daniel Levy came in and like in a few decades? I mean, it's it's kind of wild when you think about how many managers they've gone through and and how how little silverware they've won so i don't know how you could say antonio conte is is wrong i mean i think he's getting to the essence of the biggest problem at spurs which is daniel levy loves nothing more than negotiating he loves negotiating and being a tough negotiator way more than trophies <laughs> That makes total sense. And I, and I think I'm glad to hear you say this because as I heard it, as I rewatched it, I was like, 
this feels extremely truthful. This feels extremely like he's bearing his soul to a degree. It will have consequences for him, probably. Yeah, uh, but is, he was, yeah the consequences yeah. are like yeah. three million pounds that they have to yeah. give him. Yeah, <laughs> big consequences. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, but you know reading between the lines. He kind of told us, hey, I'm inside the building. This is not a top four team. This may not be a top six team. Like, do we take that kind of insight from a guy who is inside the building and do anything with it in the betting markets as we look at, uh, you know, their current standing and their likelihood that, you know, Liverpool's chomping at the bit, you know, right there in the mix for the top four. Chelsea's probably coming up into the top six if they can figure it out. Like, uh, do we think any... Uh, you know, kind of fallout beyond the comments, but just the team performance could uh, follow up on this. I mean, you know, th this is why I suck at betting. We would always, uh, we, we would always do these, um, you know, Premier League pickums when we were in the studio. And I would always think, I hope no one's betting based on what I'm, I'm saying. Here. <laughs> and so, uh, listen, at the end of the day, the only thing that you can handicap is the likelihood of him being sacked. So I think likelihood's high. The, the thing that's hard calculus wise is we all know the new manager bump happens, right? Sure. We, we, yeah. we know that if you're betting positive or negative on a new manager bump, more often than not, it, it works in, in the good direction. Here's the reality is I would say changing him improves Spurs simply because, you know, he, he was ultimately brought in for defensive responsibility and, and being a very sound defensive team that could counterattack, right? That, 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 that is what you lose when he leaves. Well, they stink defensively. So it's not like they're going to get worse. Uh, if anything, maybe the freedom of a new manager, uh, the the distraction and the difficulty of the Harry Kane situation, you know, maybe they just get back to enjoying themselves. And, um, and, and you know, I, I would say if you asked me that they would definitely improve, obviously it depends on who comes in, but they would they would improve if if Conte leaves, especially with how honest he was on the way out. You know, I always find it difficult to to trust the Spurs at any moment. I bet on the Spurs against Southampton, and I, I said on Twitter, I was like, I can't believe I'm trusting this team. So I don't think I would actually trust them to finish top four, at least not with my hard-earned money. But let's pivot a little bit. We're going to talk about the men's national team and what feels like just yesterday, we were just celebrating the United States' success in the World Cup. Now we need to talk about potential replacements for Greg Berhalter as the men's national coach. Do you think there is a front runner or who would you like to be in that seat? Um, you know, I, I don't think there's a front runner and that's a, that's a big problem. I think yeah. the number one problem is there isn't a front runner because U S soccer has prioritized, uh, you know, the, the sporting director role. And, uh, listen, I um, I get why you would want someone in charge of the direction of that product, right? The playing part product, the culture of the performances on the field. I understand why you'd want to wait for that person to be in that seat before you pick a coach. But the reality is, you know, you, you're you're sitting here with a U.S. team. I'm flying out today to go down to cover the next two games against Granada and El Salvador. You know, it, it's a team that needs a coach now. So yeah. I, I kind of look at one thing, you guys. When I when I when I try to figure out if I was in the you know the sporting director's role, which U.S. Soccer, I'm I'm not saying I won't I want that position. Uh, don't <laughs> hire me. I don't I don't want to do it. The best chance you know we're ever going to get to win a World Cup, obviously in in, in our lifetime. You hope we, we 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 get there one day. Is Hosting your own World Cup has has you know escape velocity in it. It has rocket fuel in it. We saw we saw that you know in 2002 with how well um, South Korea performed. 
Um, so there are two things that are true. Hosting a World Cup gives you extra special sauce. The other thing is no, no team has ever won a World Cup with a foreign manager. No team has ever won a World Cup without someone from their country. So I, I think to myself, we just went through this project with Greg Berhalter and a bunch of young kids. Greg Berhalter, what he did in the World Cup was success. I, I'm not even going to get dragged down into the minutia of U.S. fans that are furious with how we perform there and think Greg Berhalter is terrible. I, it's total nonsense. Uh, that, that's the most ridiculous analysis coming out of that World Cup. So th this guy knows this team. And if you read between the lines in Christian Pulisic's comments and, and Tim Reen's comments, this team still believes in Greg Berhalter. This, still, th this team still likes Greg Berhalter and wants to continue the project moving forward. And, and the only negative in my, in my mind in terms of keeping Greg Berhalter and letting him continue his project is this is this drama between he and Gio Reyna. And, and honestly, I don't think that that that's a big enough reason. And in a way, I would say the best thing you could do to get rid of the drama is get them back together, get, get them back in into a playing scenario, because there's two things that fix everything, winning and yeah. playing. So for, for players that have injury issues or psychological issues or drama, the best thing for them is playing. And for managers that are struggling to get people to believe in them, struggling to stay in their position, it's winning. So, so I, I just don't understand why we're dithering and, and, and not executing on, on putting a coach in charge right away. Man, so much of what you said brought up like a number of follow-ups here. Uh, and I want to kind of weave two things that you mentioned into one. Uh, the, the idea of hosting a World Cup, I mean, we're, we're of the same generation. I remember 94 vividly. Like uh, uh, it was... Um, uh, it was exciting. It felt like at the time, like soccer is about to blow up in the US. Like this is, this is the time. The problem was the team wasn't very good. And it wasn't very good for a couple of subsequent cycles. And it took until US had success on the international stage for it to really take off in this country. And I feel like, yeah, we maybe set up the building blocks in 94 to where we have kind of you know elevated our program to at least the middle tier where we can take the next step forward. Do you look at uh, you know, kind of you know, the the nature of winning being sort of the key ingredient here to really get the the spirit of the nation behind us? And does that you know, how important is it going to be for the 2026 team to find success to really take soccer to the next level in the United States? Well, the, the easy thing to do is just look at the incredible success of our women's team and see what that does for interest in this game, right? That 99 group, I mean, I, you know, I, I was I, I was inspired. I was I was um, not even a pro yet. I was I was still in in college. And like, you know, that gave me a like, you know, we could be a great soccer nation feeling. You know, the 2002 performance by our men had the same thing, right? You know, Clint Mathis is is interviewing you know he's on david letterman's roof trying to kick balls over over streets in new york city like there, there's obviously you know americans like to be the best at things so our, our men performing um de definitely our men performing well on the international stage and now our individual players performing well on the international stage that that, that gets the energy and the excitement of, of the country going but the reality is like Listen, this whole will be a soccer nation. Of, we're a soccer nation. Of, of course we are. You know, in 1994, yeah. we didn't have a professional league, right? And yeah. that, that World Cup set up a professional league. That professional league has, you know, stadiums that just St. Louis that has, you know, 60, 70,000 people there. You know, Seahawks mm -hmm. has more season ticket holders for the Sounders than the Seahawks. Like, of course, we have a great domestic product. Of course, we have players that can perform on the international level. 
but like only eight teams have won the World Cup, right? Like we, we have yeah. to remember, like, you, you, don't, you don't just get to be good on the international stage. You know, like Holland has been incredible forever and those guys can't win a friggin' World Cup. So I, I just think it's every sports fan, especially American sports fans, um, are, can be delusional. And it's the beauty of, of being a sports fan. And I would just say that the, the American soccer fan, the beauty of them is that they are now just as delusional as, as all other fans and thinking we have a right to things that they take a very long time to to establish the ability to win. Makes total sense. The United States is 20 to win, 20 to one to win the next World Cup. I, you know, as a true American myself, I'll put a little bit of money put on the it, bat on. Put no, it down. No, don't have high hopes. I'll Let's just, I'll take a fourth place. That's fine. I, four, is that too much to ask? <laughs> all, all, all we got to do is get to the dance. That doesn't mean we have to win. Just some hedge opportunities and some really good. Football. Here's the interesting prop bet that I would love to, you know, the, the highest watermark, right, is, is quarterfinals. So sure. Yeah. I, yes. I, I love a yes. bet of, of, you know, over under there. Like, do, final do eight. Get, yeah. Do we get yeah. past? Do we get past that point? Do we get to a semifinal game? Like that would be, and, and, and um, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm terrible at betting, but that would be a bet <laughs> I, I, I like, and I think is not only emotional, right? That's one of those yeah. fun heart bets that I, I think that there's, you know, some, some fact behind that. Yeah, you could probably get some pretty good value on that. Let's pivot over to the match that you're covering, USA versus Granada. United States is minus 2,500 on the money line, total set uh, over three and a half goals. What are your expectations from this match? What will you see that will be like, wow, we are on the right path as we start building towards the next World Cup? I mean, th- this is no disrespect to, to, to the, the you know, next two, two teams, but – in in reality, you know the, the U.S. has never lost to Granada. It, it should be you know it, it should be a thrashing. And the hard part is it doesn't tell you a ton if the U.S. go and 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 perform. It's hard to play away, right? You know we we know sure. that it's a different environment. And without World Cup qualifiers, right? That's the other thing you got to remember. Like, oh yeah, yeah you, you don't have the dress rehearsals and and the the stakes of you know, qualifying is the mini world cup, right? So um, what I'm looking for is cohesion right away. I'm looking for all the off field distraction to disappear right away. Um, Zendayas and, and some of the young players that are inexperienced and haven't been, been blooded in, in big games. I'm looking for all the things that, that, that we talked to Anthony Hudson the other day and some of the players, all the things they say he's doing in training. And I, I've seen glimpses of that he's capable of. Like, I want to see the veteran group bring out some of the, the, the special qualities of the inexperienced players. And, um, yeah, I mean, also, I, I want to see us establish the number one thing I'm looking forward to and the number one thing I want to see in the lead-up to, to the World Cup is a, a number nine, a, a goal scorer yes. really stake their claim and, and make it impossible not to start them every single game. I love this. Any other young players who are a little off the radar, who you are keeping an eye on, who you're like, this guy might actually be super important for 2026. We just don't know his name yet. Yes, and Yora, um, who's 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 playing his trade in 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 Mexico. Okay. Um, you know, inexperienced midfielder. You know, really really sound player. I, I think that. I mean, you know, really honestly, it's, this sounds this sounds funny because it's not an unknown quantity. The young player, I, I'm most looking forward to what happens in, in the next year is, is Gio Reyna. You know, like yes. it, it's it's undeniable how talented this player is, right? We, we know that this is, I mean, he has the potential to be better than his dad. I play with his dad and his dad was incredible. 
it, 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 here's something that we can't sidestep and we can't ignore and is not just opinion, it's fact. His, his behavior at the World Cup was unprofessional and it was selfish. And it was it was potentially detrimental to the, the team. And and listen, I talked to players that were in training. I talked to people that were there inside the bubble. But I also talked to people that were at the games and watched his behavior on the sideline and warming up and all this stuff. So let's just get past that. We know it's true. He apologized for it. He's a young kid. Let, let's let him make a mistake. Let, let, let's let him have that moment. And let's see. And Tim Ream and some of the other guys have said it in their interviews. Let's see if this guy has the character to learn from that and demonstrate the incredible talent that we all know is there goes with a character and a professionalism that means we can count on this guy to, to be as consistent and as capable as guys like Christian Pulisic and, and a Tyler Adams and even a Tim Ream that, that climbed his way back into the side. Like, you know, the, you don't, don't forget the veterans on this team are not like veterans of old that have played two or three World Cups, right, that have 100 caps. So. Mm -hmm. We need these young guys to act like act like men pretty quickly. And so, you know, it is the 20, 21, 22, 23 year olds that have to act like the, the wily veterans. And so um, <laughs> I'm 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 really tracking his his performance, his behavior, not like everyone else in a gotcha sense of like sure. confirmation bias. Like, yes, he is a young <laughs> punk. I'm like, no, <laughs> we, I've, I've, I, I, we come from a world of fist fights in practice that people hug in the showers afterwards. Think about how weird that sentence is. So like, <laughs> you know, we, we can get over things as professional athletes really fast. And I, that, that's, again, one of the reasons I want Burhalter back of like, we, it's the devil you don't know. We know what they look like under Burhalter, and we know that, that Burhalter and Reyna can get over this, and all the noise outside of that can can just be noise. Um, I, I want to get back to just learning what, what our stars are capable of. I know uh, myself and a lot of the you know U.S. soccer diehards are are, are absolutely rooting for Gio Reyna, uh, talent unmatched. Kyle, can you tell us about uh, Street FC and the Over Under Initiative and how people can get involved and support those initiatives? Um, yeah, thanks for thanks for asking, man. You know, I I ran for U.S. Soccer President a little over four years ago, and and in hindsight, thank God I lost. Right, everyone that's at that organization, Cindy Parlo Cohen, and the people trying to move it forward, I have so much respect for because it's a very difficult job to modernize the, the federation. But for me, I just got lost in, you know. Tr trying to make the game as easy and as enjoyable as possible to play again. And, and I grew up on pickup soccer and I grew up on pickup soccer on concrete. It, 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 it was the best lesson I ever learned. It turned me into the player I was uh, creativity wise. It introduced me to so many different cultures and ideas and characters. It, it's, it's the thing I'm most thankful for in my life. And when I look up and see that the sport has gotten crazy expensive and kids are getting put into professional environments at a young age and there's no pickup environment anymore. I, I just, I, I really just got lost in trying to build solutions. And so Street FC was my way to use technology and an incredible tech uh, entrepreneur and Dennis Crowley who started Foursquare and the ancient product of pickup and, uh, you know, create the largest football club on the planet by making it super easy to play um, by activating underutilized concrete that tends to be the best way to find and stay involved in, in playing the game. So we're in 12 cities now. Uh, that's been so much fun to build. That's the only way I play soccer anymore. And then over under initiative, um, I, I started that nonprofit thinking there was a company that made all these goals that are under the basketball hoops abroad. You know, mm -hmm. we, we act like we've got an inventory problem in terms of fields. And it's like there's 2000 basketball courts in New York city. 
every country but our country puts a soccer goal. Well, maybe they put a basketball hoop over their soccer goal, but still, <laughs> same idea. Of, yeah. we, we don't have a space and and access problem. We have a, we have an understanding problem, a paradigm shift of soccer is played in every country but ours in many ways, and and on hardscape is one of the the, the most prolific ways that they play. So. Uh, it turns out there's no company that makes those. And it turns out this country wasn't going to allow a permanent structure under a basketball hoop. So I spent a few years designing and patenting a goal system that uh, recesses in, into the ground and finally okay. got groups to agree to pilot it. And uh, I was just in San Diego with the San Diego Loyal and Shannon McMillan, the former 99 uh, Women's World Cup legend. And that was our, our eighth city that we did. And so, yeah, I mean, golfer and over-under exist to turn every blacktop into a kid's Wembley so that they can play, you know, soccer and multiple sports right on their street corner. You know, Street FC is the type of thing that can activate those spaces to keep people playing. And then, you know, the last van- venture I'm sitting in it right now is um, starting a, 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 you know, a culture club, a, a, a bar and cafe called Football Cafe that um, – my buddy Diego had, had had started in Chinatown right down the street a while back. We um, we relaunched that and have a, a, a like a Soho House of Soccer, a, a, a members club on top of it. And uh, we were at, we launched around the Men's World Cup. It was wild to see you know the place packed with 300 people at 7 a.m. And we're relaunching around the Women's World Cup. It's going to be even wilder to see people packed uh, into this place at 3 a.m. Uh, when our when our women go and uh, and try to win another World Cup. Awesome, Kyle. Thank you so much for your time. Before you go, can you tell people where to follow you? Maybe on Twitter or on YouTube or on yeah. anywhere else you'd like them. Yeah, Kyle Martino on on, on uh, Instagram, and then um, you know follow follow go to go to um, playoui.org to learn more about how you can help out with the mission with my nonprofit over under initiative, and then. Football Cafe is the best way on Instagram. You can see what we're up to there and then Street FC on Instagram as well. And then, yeah, when you see me in the bar, you, you see me out there kicking a ball, come come say what's up. In real life is where, <laughs> yes. is where I want you to say what's up. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you so much, Kyle. That was absolutely great. Thanks, y'all. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What also was great was the World Baseball Classic that tells us that baseball is almost here. New MLB season, new rules, new stars. So pair it with the Roto World Baseball Draft Guide. Get all the player profiles, rankings, and projections you need to hit your draft out of the park. 
Go to NBCSportsEdge.com forward slash draft guide and use pin at 25 to save 25% at checkout. Drew, before we get into your best bet of the weekend, I have to tell you, since I have been at this company seven hard years, I have been on the company indoor soccer team. And finally, last night, we won our first indoor championship. So I'm super excited. to just I had to say it. I had to put it out there. Congratulations to the company team. What is your favorite bet of the weekend? That's awesome, man. Congrats. Uh, and just to, you know, to follow up on uh, Kyle's last uh, you know, segment there, I'm learning about all this for the first time. That all sounds like, number one, very cool. And number yeah. two, what a really good way to kind of give back to the game. Like, uh, very excited to continue to check that stuff out. And it makes perfect sense, uh, certainly, in terms of, uh, you know, helping, uh, you know, helping young young people, especially kind of uh, fall in love with, the you know, the game of soccer and experience you know, expanding the uh, the love across the United States. So excited to see how that works out. And I think it's a really brilliant idea. Um, now to pivot a little bit in terms of tone. <clears throat> Some people might be angry with me here. Some people might be like, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're really, uh, you're really sticking your thumb in the, in the, uh, in the eye of, uh, of your, your co-host every other day on Bet the Edge. And I would tell them I'm doing this for Jay. Um, <laughs> if you've been watching the soccer pub recently, you'll know that like, it doesn't matter if my pick gets just, you know, massive closing line value. It doesn't matter if uh, the expected goals were clearly saying that, yes, that was the right side. I have been losing and it is very frustrating because I do not like to lose. I am a very, very competitive person when it comes to sports betting. Uh, so Jay, I'm doing this for you. We are taking Man City to win the Premier League at plus 140. Now the handicap is not especially difficult. Okay, Man City is the best team in the Premier League. <clears throat> they are, yes, eight points behind. However, they have played one fewer uh, match than than uh, than uh, excuse me than Arsenal. And uh, for those reasons, I look at this as a five point gap. Now, as you look at Man City's schedule, the remaining portion of the season, almost all of their truly competitive games happen at home. Uh, they host Arsenal most notably in sort of the one game that is like a literal coin flip on the rest of their schedule. Uh, they could they could truly just, uh, you know, wipe the floor with everyone they have here coming down the home stretch. All of their away matches are teams that are at the bottom half of the table and really have lo- relatively low likelihood of getting the win uh, against Man City. So Man City is going to pile on the points. And honestly, the fact that you look at the standings right now and you see Man City way behind Arsenal is not really indicative of the fact that Man City has had a bad season. They've been excellent. Yeah. It's literally yeah. Arsenal has overperformed. So Arsenal regression is due. There are things swirling around that club that I don't especially love. They have been holding on by their by the by, the, by their fingernails for like the last <laughs> month. I think this break throws a little cold water on that team. I think Arsenal could very well lose to li- lose at Liverpool in the second match back. Once we restart here, they yeah. very w- they very well will lose. I think to Man City on the road. Uh, you know, later in the month of April. Uh, and so for those reasons, those two game, those two matches alone at Liverpool, at Man City uh, could entirely flip the standings, bring these two teams uh, to a tie or give Man City, uh, you know, one point edge. Uh, if they just take care of business the rest of the way, I think this team ultimately wins the Premier League. I think plus 130 is a very fair play. Uh, this is much more of a 50-50 than the market thinks. And to a degree, because we are here late in March and you look, you know, usually it's a little bit more well-defined because they've played more matches. But the World yeah. Cup break that we saw has pushed the calendar, pushed the schedule a bit to where I think there is still enough time left in the season that Man City can close this gap and flip Arsenal. Now, Man City does have to deal with Champions League. Yeah. And 
that said, I think there's a very real possibility, but by the middle of April, Bayern Munich has dispatched them and they can yes. truly kind of point their full attention to, well, we didn't win Champions League this year. We better win the EPL. And uh, I think they can come down the home stretch in April and May just absolutely firing. Uh, so the top, the key players, you know, Holland, uh, he did not play in the World Cup. Uh, so he is lately, you know, he is definitely much more fresh than a lot of the other players. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne as well lightly played in the world cup because Belgium <laughs> did not make it out of group. So all of these things kind of put the, put the pieces together. I think man city still has some of their best football left uh, as we come down the home stretch. And I like them generally to win uh, the premier league at anything that is a plus money number. Manchester city plus plus one thirty on points back to win the premier league. I do think Pep kind of has made it clear that he's prioritizing champions league over the premier league, but that tie against Byron is no walk in the park. I'm going to get to mine and I'm going to talk about Euro 2024 qualifiers taking place uh, over the weekend. We'll have a few games. The game, the match that I'm looking at, France versus Netherlands. France started up, they opened up as a minus 110 favorite. Line has moved to minus 131 on points bet, but I'm still liking France money line here. If you guys go to NBCSportsEdge.com later in the soccer section, you will see my column on it, but I'll give you a brief you know, reason why I like it. We know that so much has happened uh, you know, from the World Cup to now, you know, France has to, you know, wipe their tears and now put forth another campaign to chase more silverware. The Netherlands, you know, I think they kind of overperformed expectations. If you were to ask me, um, I think France is just from a talent standpoint, much better. But from a player to player standpoint, when I look at the potential lineups for these two teams, I just see a lot of trouble. Denzel Dumfries probably not going to play for the Netherlands. Um, they're going to have, you know, DeLitt, Van Dyke, Ake in the back line. They're going to have to keep Mbappe and Kingsley Coleman at bay. And why I say those two names especially is because Coleman finally has grown into this player that we thought he could be. We always knew he had the pace. Now he has the pace, the finishing quality, and he's been able to get other players involved on the other side of the ball. Mbappe, we know what the golden boot winner uh, is capable of. I think it's going to be a tough, tough night for that back line. And then even if we look at the midfield where we have, I don't even want to start to speculate what the midfield of the Netherlands is going to look like, but then we have Chow Mini, Rabio, who's playing at the top of his game right now, chasing probably a, a European contract over the summer. It's just so much going right in the way of France where I would be okay with backing them on the money line. This is a Netherlands team who lost Van Gaal over the, over the international break. He has to be replaced. They're going to have new tactics. And one thing I'm going to talk about heavily in my article is there needs to be an injection of youth into this mm -hmm. team. We have guys like Gakpo, you know, we have guys like, uh, like Dumfries who mm -hmm. are going to take that next step, but we're talking about a team who's established versus a team who needs to figure out who they are. And early in qualification, you know, France wants to put a stamp on this, while playing in their stadium, pick up the three points, move along, and call to win, and just continue to qualify and continue to get better, replacing those players who might have left due to retirement. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you could have just said France is a truck, and I would have been like, all right, <laughs> well, all right bet. Um, but the uh, no, I, the, all your points are fair, and obviously France was dealing with a number of injuries heading into the World Cup, and it did not matter because they are very, yeah. very, very, very deep and very, very, very good. Uh, <laughs> Netherlands is in deep trouble. I'm with you. Uh, it's out to minus 130 right now, points bet. Still a play? 
Yeah, still play. Okay. I, I have this at three one, um, but don't okay. be surprised if it ends three nil. Three. It's uh, it's funny because when we think about France uh, and what Deschamps has done is is he's mm-hmm. made them so stout defensively. But I think as they progress and they know that they can score when they need to, it kind of makes them relax a little bit defensively. There's okay. going to be some defensive competition uh, through this qualification, which could let in a goal, um, you know, trying new players out, probably letting guys come in in the 60th minute. Once that cohesion is kind of there, then we'll figure out exactly what this France team can be if they can win Euro 2024. But don't be surprised if they do. I, think they have I like a very it. Good uh, do you like uh, France goals over two at plus money better than you like uh, France money line at minus one thirty? I I don't, um, okay. but I would prefer to play France goals over the France uh, goal handicap. I got it because this could turn into a couple of luck goals. Like we know the kind of touch that Cody Gakpo has. Yeah, um, you know they they have a quality team, but I just think it's they're just overmatched in this one. And don't want to get backdoored, so I'm with you. Yes. <laughs> Drew, awesome man. Every time I do a show with you, it's an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Total fun. And guys, don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wagers. Thank you to everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening in podcast form, don't forget to rate and subscribe. For Drew Densick, I'm Brad Thomas. Have a wonderful Thursday and great rest of the week. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a, like a good neighbor. Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.